Hello there. Today on my podcast, I have a very special guest. Kevin Godden is the superintendent of Abbotsford Public School District, a friend and mentor uh, to me and to many, 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 many people who are now in leadership. Um, welcome, Kevin. All right. Thank you for having me. This is a delightful experience. I haven't done this before, so I'm looking forward to it. are a Jamaican-born Canadian. Yes, yes. Uh, our family emigrated to Canada in 1976, so that would have made me 12 years old. I'm just proud of my roots and, and background and the journey that I've taken to get here. I'm one of seven. So I had, you know, three brothers and three sisters, and I was smack in the middle of, of them, right? So the memories I have of certainly humble, uh, you know, beginnings, poor, but just a lot of laughter, mm. just a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we had some tough times, but uh, the, the memories I have of just playing in my neighborhood and having three older brothers. <laughs> three older brothers meant that you were picked on a lot, but my oldest brother realized that early on that I was going to be bigger than all of them. So that nice. kind of went to, you know, kind of stopped as they realized. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> that helps that, that you know, that this, this one is going to be bigger than all of us. So it's going to be nice. So, you know what? We just had, we had so much fun growing mm. up, growing up together. When you're part of a large family, you're so blessed. Now you have a leadership road that's led you mm. to superintendent mm -hmm. and congratulations, 10 years as yeah. superintendent. Yeah. What was that road? Where did it start and how did you get here? There's the informal and then there's the formal uh, uh, leadership. And I always felt like, um, you know, the formative years of, of, you know, leading by doing really started from the time I was in the, in the classroom where, I, you know, I was so involved in coaching and, and, and you, know, you know, making a difference for kids. And it was out of, you know, a lot of those experiences that, you know, the principal of the day recognized me and uh, asked me, have you thought about formal leadership? And I think it was a you know a number of people asking me that question over and over before I thought maybe I should maybe I should do this. Mm. I started my teaching career in Dawson Creek and and uh, came down to, to Abbotsford and it was the same thing again. You know the superintendent of the day, Dr. Robin Arden, mm. identified some things that perhaps I didn't identify in me and put a lot of trust and faith in me. And I've heard you say so many times, and now I say it, and people around me say it is you know putting kids first. That LSS, Learning Support Services, is that a, a piece of that grounding? It is. Now, you know, part of it is personal. I have a sister with special needs. Mm. And uh, I, part of my own personal background was a volunteer for BC Special Olympics for a number of years. And um, it just helped to shape me into what matters most. And then, you know, when I left the, first left the classroom, I went into learning services. I was working as a learning assistance teacher for... For kids, you know, working with teachers uh, to help support kids with challenges. So I, th you know, I think it, 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 I think it was destined to be mm. because the, you know, we're, we're having a sister, uh, working Special Olympics, and all of these plays just helped to um, point out to me the important work that needed to be done for kids with those learning differences, for whom the education system, let's be, let's face it, can be yeah. very challenging sometimes, and they need allies in the system. And I felt it was my calling to do that. And so I, I stepped gladly into those roles, knowing how difficult uh, it would be, but also how rewarding. Right. I, and when I started um, as a teacher to compare to today, I would say 
there was more of a box that we tried to fit everyone into. And today there's an awareness that we don't want to be a box. Is that fit? Yeah. You know, the, the term that's used now is neurodiversity. Hmm. Neurodiversity, if you think about it, right? We're all wired differently. We all come with different gifts. We, you know, we come in different packages. And I think part of the challenge for us is to find the unique gifts that these children have and to play to them. Uh, you know, if you, if you talk to the average parent of a child with best special needs, my mother was one of them, mm-hmm. they will tell you about the hopes they have and that they see their child uh, special gifts and struggle sometimes to get the school system to see it. And so that to me is one of the beauties of learning support services is to be able to find that and to get the parents to see that we see it and to ride with them. And uh, when that happens, it's magical. Now, lessons you've learned along the way and guiding values, is there? The, I meet with every new um, leader in our organization, personally, uh, before they come on board. And there's three things I talk to them about. And of course, the first one is uh, put, putting kids first. Uh, and, and the way I put it to them is the way my old superintendent put it to me, because it just re- resounded with me. It was this. Are you prepared to be unliked in the service of children? Hmm. Are you prepared to be unliked in the service of children? Which means that you're going to dial out everything else to make sure the needs of the child come first. That's why we're all here. Right. I also talked to them about being a servant to the adults, the other adults, uh, who are on this journey with you to support them so that we, they can do a good job for kids. Because uh, sometimes there's, there's skill gaps and sometimes there's, uh, you know, there's a human side of leadership that, that the teachers and support staff who work with our kids, they need us as leaders to pave the path for them. And finally, the other piece I talked to them about is being a human. <laughs> is being a human being. Don't forget who you are, that you are a dad, you're a husband, you're a mother, you're a daughter, and you need to bring your whole self into this uh, into this work because um, and, and the organization needs to support your whole self right. so don't partition yourself you know it's a part of the identity of who, who we are that we want to uh, bring our best and the organization needs to support you as a leader in the same way that you need to bring that uh, into the leadership experience so you know wow. to me. now in Canada you grew up here most of your life mm-hmm. how old were you when you came Twelve. Okay, and I was four. I was born in India, (laughs) so two immigrants here. In our corner of Canada, we have a lot of visible minorities leading. And you just, you and I talked about this, right? So Chilliwack, yes, school district. Yeah. Uh, The director of instruction there is happens to be my brother, who's also (laughs) an immigrant. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hope. Hope. That's right. Who's who's an Abbotsford guy as Uh, well, right? Yeah. Jamaican superintendent in Abbotsford. You've got an indigenous director of instruction. We all yeah, love Perry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, MEI's got an Indian-born guy. You used to mention Maple Ridge. <laughs> so this is our corner of the world. Yeah, um, yeah. But what do you? What was your experience? And you know, I, I dealt with in, in growing up in Vancouver a fair bit of racism, and uh, had to learn to thicken my skin, and had to learn to you know. To uh, my, my mother was a great guide in that about how I was going to show up mm. to these situations, the kind of person I wanted to be, and how I was going to let these situations define me or not. Um, but what I can what I can say is, um, you know, bringing up our kids 
we were in a uh, in a better position to kind of understand a little bit more the trajectory of Canada and you know this part of the world that we live lived in and we could talk with them in advance to kind of arm them with cultural pride with a sense of who they are that uh, you know for instance black people are not defined by the slavery story there are amazing people of color black people who have done tremendous things now that's part of our heritage for sure but i want you to be proud of who you are and i want you to know who you are and i want you to be able when these situations come like my mother used to say, how are you going to how are you going to respond? Mm. What, what what are you going to do? What message you want to communicate with, with people about your history and your culture and your people? So um, you know it's it's uh, uh, it's been an interesting journey now to see, uh, you know, on the heels of the George Floyd situation, this conversation which has been going on for a long time, yeah. right? It, it's been going on for a long time, but it's certainly taken on more prominence now as we kind of look at the role we play in shaping the kind of Canada that we want, in shaping the kind of school district that we want, in shaping the kind of classrooms that we want, that are inclusive and recognize the cultures, the various cultures, rich cultures of so many people that have come to make Canada what Canada is. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think it's a tremendous responsibility that we have as an education system to make our classrooms and the I'll say the cultures of the various people who make up our classrooms be reflected in the experiences that people have so that they have some sense of pride uh, for about who they are and that we share we share in the pride mm. we we share equally in it so it doesn't matter where you're from right but we we, we help make up this thing called Canada and we want to be proud of of the contributions that each of us makes towards that if anyone doubted it uh a week and a bit ago, we've been reminded that there's work to be done. Yeah, yeah. Right, in, yeah. A, in a just horrific uh, way. And when it comes to our Indigenous young people, our Indigenous families, um, what can schools do better for real change? You know, sometimes mm. we, we can throw things into strategic plans and and you can check off the boxes. Mm. Um, you know, and superintendent, you know, head of school type roles, mm. you're a bit removed and... What's real change going to look like, you know, and thinking of even curriculum and policy and practice in schools? What, what would you say to that? Yeah. yeah, you know, when I heard the news, VJ, my, my heart broke because I, I put myself in the position of the parent. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I couldn't even wrap my head around losing my kids that way. And, 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 and just the heart, the heartbreak. Uh, associated with that, uh, and, and, and I'll call it the inhumanity of it. Um, Murray Sinclair, uh, Senator Sinclair, uh, who was the chair of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, said that education was used as a weapon to you know, take the Indian out of the child, if you will, and it is education that's going to get us out of this mess. And what I think he means for that, and it's a call to action for people like you and me, is that um, education is a powerful weapon. How you uh, teach young people about the kind of Canada that we want uh, is critical. Uh, take a look at the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report. There's 94 recommendations. 65 of them relate to education. 65. Wow. That's our call to action. And so, uh, you know, all the way from 
teachers, leaders, people like you and me, doing our work, taking responsibility to build the knowledge and understanding of the truth of what has transpired, as painful as it is, and to do some of our own identity work, asking ourselves who we are and what's, what's our role in contributing to a better, better Canada, to what I think is the, the most important thing that we can do, right? I mean, we know the most important thing that we can do in the life of a child is the, is the interactions they have with the teacher, the adult they have in front of them. So, you know, I believe in my heart that our teachers will win the day uh, because our classrooms need to be the places where the learning occurs about uh, some of this and also where Indigenous kids can see themselves in the fabric, in the ecology of the classroom experience. The indigenization of the curriculum is an invitation to create space for our Indigenous kids, but not only for them, for us, for all of us, because that's what Canada is. But I also want to know that there's space for the kid from India, and there's space in the curriculum for the kid from Jamaica. And I think that is the most important thing that we can do as a system, is to create the conditions for that classroom, for that kid to walk in, to run yeah. to the classroom, <clears throat> and to leave with a smile on his or her face to say, man, I learned so much today. I feel so much better about who I am. I've got a bright future. That role of the teacher, I'm, I'm, as you're talking, I'm reminded of Jack Smith. Do you uh, remember Mr. Uh, yes, Smith? I, he was my grade <laughs> yes, seven principal and teacher. Yes. He was so um, affirming of us. And to mm. this point, when I got that job as vice principal at Robert Bateman, I got a note from Jack Smith, there who was go. on the island. Yeah. And, it, and a bunch of people had sent notes, but I've kept that one. Yeah. We know, I mean, teaching is complex, right? So just, just think about creating space for all of these kids. That's not easy. I, I recall somebody asking one of our elders uh, about, well, you know, I don't want to uh, do a disservice to the Indigenous history and culture. I don't know that much about, about Stalo territory, and, and so I don't want to mess it up. And the response was, you know, uh, you, the curriculum has stuff about the ancient Egyptians in it. And it also has stuff about space. Last time I checked, I don't think there's too many ancient <laughs> Egyptians here, and I know none of you are astronauts, but you still go ahead and teach it. Mm. Do it with a good heart. Do mm. it with a good heart. That's a part of the learning experience for the adults as well. You might make some mistakes, mm. but you'll, you'll learn over time. Do it with a good heart. Kevin, I want to thank you, but not just for this, this chat, but uh, just for the leadership you provided to so many of us and you continue to do it. Um, just so much respect for you and uh, wish you the very best. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. I love, I love uh, you know, talking about the work that we do together and yeah. it's, it's been a treat to watch you grow over the years and see the amazing work that you're doing here. So I wanna extend the same congratulations to you, my friend. Mm -hmm.